Welcome to Because You Need to Know, recorded live at the Cohen Multimedia Studio at Chautauqua Institution. I am Edwin K. Morse, President and Founder of Pioneer Knowledge Services. This series is your digital resource of valuable conversations with nonprofit and knowledge management enthusiasts from across industries and from around the globe. And today's guest is Anna Neves. She is the founder and managing director of No Man, a consulting company which provides strategic guidance and support to organizations and communities keen to improve their operation through a better use of knowledge. She narrows the gap between knowledge management, internal communication, and collaboration, focusing on processes, culture, and tools. Her past experience includes senior consultant at Headshift, knowledge network manager in agencies of the British Department of Health, cultural change manager at a very large British bank. Anna coordinates the Civic Tech Workgroup at APDSI, which stands for the Portuguese Association for the Promotion and Development of the Information Society. In 2001, she created KMOL, a website dedicated to knowledge management and organizational learning in Portuguese language. She is the organizer of Social Now, a very unique conference which applies many KM principles and techniques to offer participants a rich learning experience focused on the use of enterprise social tools that improve knowledge sharing, retention, collaboration, and internal communications. What's going on in KM for you? What do you, what do you see as the biggest challenge? Oh, that's a really hard question to start with. Uh, <laughs> um, I think the problem with KM is uh, still the same as it has always been, which is trying to get organizations to see the real impact it can have mm. and also try to getting organizations to see that it doesn't have to be complicated or something that goes on top of everything else. Um, I like to think of KM as being something very practical that can be made up of little things that can become part of the way you work. Mm -hmm. And, And that is a really hard thing especially because it's so it's deemed as such a complex and tricky and expensive thing that you create a task force or a department or a team to take care of it and mm-hmm. therefore it becomes dissociated with the way people work on a day-to-day basis so does an organi- so think- does an organization uh, to get to a knowledge management ecosystem does an organization have to have a chief knowledge officer or someone that is in charge of the knowledge? Hmm. I think it does really help. Uh, I've worked in organizations where we have that privilege and I've worked with organizations that don't have that privilege. And um, it certainly helps to have someone focused um, because that person can help the find a strategy and make sure the strategy is followed and that uh, whatever was the find uh, is happening and that um, there's some reporting going on. Um, so it does the help. Having said that, I'm a true believer that you can do knowledge management. And I have to say, I hate the expression of doing knowledge management because it sounds really weird. But you know what I mean? You can actually 
follow some of the principles behind it. You can certainly use some of the techniques without having someone dedicated to it. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think knowledge management is a very practical thing that can be done on a day-to-day basis by everyone in the organization. The difference with having someone dedicated to it is that it can um, become a more strategic thing. Mm-hmm. Um and therefore, it can be have um, um, how shall I put it more impact across the business. I think that's the the, the real difference. Well, I mean, I, I get what you're saying about individuals doing KM because that's a mindset, right? That's a practice and mm. just the way you operate. That's the way you think. Yeah. In order for an organization to achieve any kind of integration and uh, enterprise level KM. There has to be somebody driving that bus. It can't just happen by happenstance. Well, it might be able to happen, you know, by chance, but I I doubt if it ever would get to an enterprise. Exactly. That's why I'm saying. So if you if you have a team or a person focused solely on knowledge management, uh, or at least with that hat, mm-hmm. um, you can certainly aspire to have something that goes across the organization and have a much more strategic and operational impact. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, it's just thinking in terms of nonprofits or even small organizations. They don't sometimes they don't really have the the, the luxury, let's say, of sure. having someone looking at it. So I still believe that individuals can make a difference and get and get results for their teams and for themselves by embracing some of the knowledge management techniques and principles. Does KM in an organization represent people, processes, and technologies for you, or is there something else? Yes, it is. I would. I'm. I've been trying to use the word infrastructure more than technology. Mm, um, explain. And, and the please. reason, yeah, the reason for that is technology is usually associated with platforms and um, having smartphones and things like that. And I see a lot of um, impact that can result from just um, laying your office in a different way. Mm. Um, How you seat people, the common areas where you have a cafeteria, where you have uh, large corridors, where you have a coffee machine, those things make an impact as well. Mm. And People would certainly not associate that with technologies. Um, so I try right. to use infrastructure instead. So it's it's actually more of a designed and intentful, uh, a designed modality, right? So I, I understand what you're saying about the office structure. Uh, but yeah. when you were saying that, I also thought about uh, an organization providing space and sponsored time for collaboration to even happen. Yes. And that's yeah. a design, that's an infrastructure piece that's not yes. really, it's resource heavy. It's got resources that have to, somebody has yes. to say, yes, we're willing to spend dollars and cents uh, on, on, on salaries for you people to get together and talk. Uh, yes. So that has to be sponsored somehow. I like the idea of design and infrastructure more so than technologies. I, I think that's a, a, a good way to look at it. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. 
So, so what's the future of, of, of where KM's going? And I, I know I'm going to pick on you a little bit because you said previously there was some connection with strategy, right? To have that, mm-hmm. that big forward view, the vision, you have to have somebody threading that needle five, 10 years out. And KM yeah. is one of those operational capacities that absolutely has to be out there. What's the biggest challenge with that? Uh, I think it goes down again to the lack of knowledge of what knowledge management mm. is. And, and and that may be a, a Portuguese thing <laughs> uh, because I'm Portuguese, as you know, and obviously Portugal is, uh, is my uh, main reality now. I, I have lived in the UK for... For some years, the reality there is different. But in Portugal, I do feel there's still a lack of awareness of what knowledge management is, mm. and therefore it becomes hard. Uh, and where you, you do have some organizations that admit they don't really know what it is, but they value and they are aware of the impact it can have. So they assume we don't really know how to do this, but we believe it's important. So mm-hmm. they take it step by step. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that many organizations, many leaders or managers rather, um, they just don't want to even admit they're not comfortable with what it is um, and they don't see it as a priority. So put it under the rug. What do you see as in your realm, your region of uh, in Portugal? What's the culture like there in adapting KM? Is there certain industries that are more adaptable to the concept versus others? Yes, industries that have more uh, more aware to quality standards. Mm. Um, the, certainly, the high is nine nine thousand and one um, is coming up strong with knowledge management. So you do have uh, industries that are quality aware. Um, they are certainly more committed and interested in knowledge management. Having said that, they do lack sometimes the overall scope of what knowledge management is about. Mm -hmm. So they focus um, solely on the things that they need to do to tick the box, Um, which is, um, yeah, sometimes I'm not too sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, you know, we'll all know in 10 years what it looks like. (laughs) What are you doing to help educate? What are you doing to help broaden that? for people? Well, I've been trying to inform the market or form the market, however you want to take it for for many years now. I've been working KM uh, for 18 years. Um, So I started with a blog on the topics of knowledge management and organizational learning, very much in the spirit of a um, walking the talk. Um, so if I was reading an article or a book or meeting some interesting people, I would share my thoughts and I would interview people or I would write a case study or something. So that was one walking the talk. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing in a very selfish way, uh, back then I would just wanted to know who else in Portugal or the Portuguese language community was working in KM because I was kind of feeling very lonely at the time. Sure. <laughs> um, um, so I really wanted to reach out to people. So that's been one thing, that website, which is still going on, although a lot less active nowadays. Mm. <laughs> but I still interview people like yourself. So I'm still trying to do uh, some bit of sharing that way. 
but also trying to organize some events. Some of them have been focusing focusing on the Portuguese market. Um, others have been international, like Social Now, which is coming up in June, and it's the eighth edition. I also do a study on knowledge management in both Portugal and Spain to try to get a sense of how organizations are embracing or not knowledge management and what things they're favoring and putting as a, as a priority. So yeah, do, you, do, you have, do, you have some, do you have some published information on these, uh, the, the uh, dual country research you're doing? Yes, for this this year, uh, I've been doing it biannually. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year is uh, one of the years that I've done it. Okay. So I've gathered the data. I'm now analyzing the results. So that hopefully they'll be up before the end of April. Um, but um, I also have uh, all the results from previous years. They're online. So I can certainly share the link with you. And, sure. Um, well, we'll make sure that's in the that link is in the bio information in the podcast. So yes, definitely. Yeah. We're we're going to wrap up here. So I'm going to ask you, what's your definition of knowledge management? Oh, <laughs> you know, I hate definitions. Uh, <laughs> I see myself as a, as a very practical person, uh, uh, and I always want to make things simple and adapt my perspective or my work to people I'm working with. Having said that, I do look at knowledge management as a combination of three very important aspects. First of all is is, is an area of management where you work on processes, infrastructure, and people um, to play with what I call the the different uh, knowledge processes to improve the knowledge processes like acquisition and validation and using knowledge. Um, But the other third element, which is really, really key, is that you make it with the the specific intent of helping the organization reach or reach its goal, meet its, its strategy. Yeah, this is would be like a, a a very loose definition of knowledge management, but uh, yeah. Well, that's, I, that's and I'm the, I'm happy to hear that you tied in again the strategy because if the KM is not aligned to the operational purpose and intent, totally. then what's the point? That okay. really calls into question because I, I would say a lot of small to mid organizations may not be very clear on what their <laughs> structure, you know, what they're supposed to be doing. Yes, yes, very true. You know that uh, in the study that I was just referring Mm -hmm. to, one of the questions is whether the organization has a knowledge management strategy. And there's three options people can choose from. One is yes, the other one is no, and the third one is no. We don't even have a a global strategy for for the organization. And it is surprising the percentage of organizations that choose that one. Interesting. Well, and I, yeah. I think a lot of people get stuck in that because they're they're stuck in the day to day, and it's it's easy to lose sight of where you're supposed to be. Yes, indeed, and it seems so volatile um, that sometimes people uh, I feel that organizations just feel it's a it's a waste of time. Mm. <laughs> but um, well, it's resources. I, I it it's resources they don't they can't afford. Right? I mean, it's just resources they can't afford to put towards that kind yeah. of work they're they're too busy yeah. patching the dam and making sure the, the lights are on 
but there are also some interesting things like there's also again i haven't analyzed the data from this year but there's still a lot of organizations that say they have budget for knowledge management mm. but they don't have a strategy for knowledge oh, management interesting. nor do they have someone responsible for uh. knowledge management which is an interesting thing because obviously i i don't get the privilege or the luxury of getting back to these people and being able to, to drill down on the, on these responses. Mm-hmm. But it really intrigues me because on one hand, you do have organizations which are really committed to knowledge management and, and they're trying to do as best as they can with the available resources and the people they have, but they don't have the, the, the budget to do something right. larger or more, um, more widespread in the organization. On the other hand, you do have organizations that seem to have a budget, but they don't really have a strategy. So I just wonder sometimes how they're using it Mm -hmm. and whether it's being, again, linked to the quality thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because another thing in the study is looking at what people call knowledge management in their organizations. Some companies say, or some organizations, they say that they call it continuous improvement. Others are just process management. It's an interesting one. I I really want to look at how these things correlate because I think that can tell us a bit more. Well, I would love to have you on again in the fall once you have the analysis done for this year or this current uh, set of data, but I really would like to see the overall trends, what you're seeing in all the data. That would be wonderful. Yes. To, well, so yes. let's, let's, I can certainly let's, share that. Okay. Well, uh, you're to date. We'll figure on, you let me know when, and we'll set it up. Okay, great. <laughs> all right. Well, that's, that's pretty much it. Thank you very much for being here today and have Thank a great you. KM event. It's coming up in what, three weeks? No, no, it's in it's in June. June. Uh, it's the sixth and seventh of June, and um, it's going to be a way of looking at very practical processes and tools to get organizations sharing more knowledge, communicating internally more effectively. So, really looking forward to it as always. Great success to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Recorded live at the Cohen Multimedia Studio at Chautauqua Institution. Because you need to know is designed to bring people's experience and their knowledge forward to be shared. I'm Edwin K. Morris, and I thank you for joining in to listen to another conversation brought to you as a public service of Pioneer Knowledge Services, a nonprofit tax exempt organization with a charitable knowledge management purpose. Find us online at pioneer-ks.org and add your voice to the